Geometry to Green. You might know me from things like Festival of the Sound, Ontario Correctional Institute, and Fallout Shelter. Welcome to the True to Green podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's lots of stuff that's just been happening, and, uh, you know, that's pretty normal, especially for the last uh, year or so, uh, probably like four years. Longer than that, even. Stuff's always happening, you know? People are like, uh, I can't wait when things get back to normal. And I'm like, well, what the fuck is normal? It, shit hasn't been normal for a long time. Uh, it, basically, my entire life, what's fucking normal? But anyway, I get what you mean when you say that. It's like, fuck this COVID shit. Hopefully, uh, you know, the, the whole vaccination stuff uh, helps us out. And we can fucking uh, start, like, partying again and stuff. That would be nice. It would be nice to, like, see people in a room together and, like... Maybe you could find somebody and make out or something like that. That'd be real cool. But I, you know, I don't want to like reach too far or whatever the kids like to say. All right, but uh, you know, like uh, it could be cool. Uh, you you hang out and party, go to some shows, play some shows, perhaps that would be cool. Um, but anyway, so that's what I think. Uh, people mean when they say like I want things to go back to normal. It's like, eh, what's normal? But, yeah, I, I I just want some things back. I don't need it to be, like, normal. Like, I want to go back in time and uh, expect whatever that was to be, like, normal. Because uh, things are never going to be the same, right? Like, we, we're, just, uh, we're just progressing through uh, time and space, right? It is cool that way. It's like science fiction. Like fucking Guardians of the Galaxy and shit. Yeah, that's right. That's my favorite science fiction, by the way. Like fucking Marvel Comics and stuff. Like that shit is so cool. Like I like Star Wars too. Uh, I kind of like Star Trek. I mean, it's a little too like nerdy for my taste. But you know, like that's cool. Like I I think it's nice to have. It's just... I, it's, it ain't my thing, exactly. Like, I will catch up on an old episode with, uh, like, Captain Kirk, though, uh, because he's fucking crazy dude. But, you know, like, whatever. Um, I want to give a shout-out to the patrons. No, not the patrons. I want to give a shout-out to the producers of the podcast. We got Luke Ellis, Ren Sons, Heather Royston, Gem City Sabrina, Vaughn Cotton, Sarah Koenig, Audacity Crash Clothing, Cardboard Box Colony, Chelsea McNally, and Carlos Hernandez. Uh, thank you guys, everybody, for hanging in there. Um, I know, again, I ain't been coming out with episodes as often as uh, I would have liked to, but uh, we got some in the works. Uh, Melanie K's been hooking it up. So, uh, yeah, we got another one of those. And uh, speaking of which, on this one, we got Joel Wasson. I believe his name to be like somewhat French sounding because he's from Canada. Uh, not exactly like, uh, you know, Quebec or nothing like that. But, uh, you know, like, I feel like his name was probably originally French or something. I don't know. Could be cool. Could be true. I believe it to be true. All right. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, he's in a band. Uh, he's, he's like a family band, dude. He's in a band with his kids. And uh, I know that sounds kind of weird to a lot of people, but uh, it it's actually pretty cool because uh, he's an old school punk rock dude, and I love talking to old school punk rock dudes that like have been around even longer than me because they can fill your brain with knowledge about like what the scene was like way back when and like how it's changed and like some fucking cool ass stories that happened, uh, you know, during that time. So uh, anyway. I hope you uh, are getting a chance to go to McDonald's and get some Shamrock Shakes or like anywhere else that makes those things. I know McDonald's probably owns the like copyright on that or whatever, but like any kind of like sweet minty shake. Actually, you know what? I tried a Shamrock Shake. Last time I had one, I was like, that's not even mint. It is green and uh, it's it, it kind of fits. It tastes like it should be mint, but it's not. It's like... It's just a very unnatural flavor, but I fucking love it. And uh, it's you know I'm saying this because it's uh it's uh, it's about to be St. Patrick's Day. I'm not sure exactly what day this is gonna come out. Oh shit, I forgot to give a timestamp. It's the 13th of uh, March, 2021, baby. All right. Uh, 
So, yeah, St. Patrick's Day is coming up. And uh, it could be a good time. But I hope you guys are all like, uh, you know, keeping your distance from each other and wearing your masks and all that stuff. And be good because, uh, you know, it's like we almost got this thing beat. But uh, leave it up to some assholes to be like, ah, fuck it. And then they go out there and try to have a good time and they fuck it up for everybody. And then we lose anyway. It's like, you know, you're in the you're in the last uh, four minutes of the uh, fucking fourth quarter of playing a football game or some shit. And, like, the team goes for an onside kick. And you're like, oh, I'm not supposed to catch the ball, but fuck it. Uh, we're partying here, so I'm going to go do it. And then you just drop it and the other team recovers it. And then they fucking beat you. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, fucking, uh, <laughs> St. Patrick's Day, uh, fucking, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from... Intruder Green. An inmate at the Herald Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. Yeah. No, I, it, it's a it's an audio only podcast, so oh, it don't really okay. matter. Um, it's just kind of nice. Anyway. To see. <laughs> hey, tell me about it. You know, oh, hey. I, I, I'm actually very handsome. I so. know you're so good looking. You gotta wear the mask. I guess that's right. Though that the, the mask enhances it. That's the exactly. trick. That's the trick. You want to be uh, made for TV. You gotta wear the mask. People oh, okay. don't get that. I'm yeah. learning. Let me write this down. I'll get a pen and paper. It's right. Uh, yeah, but, you know, it's nice to be able to see people when you're talking to them. Even though I got a weird setup. I'm trying a new thing here where, like, my microphone's over here. Because if it's in front of me, then all you see is, like, a microphone in my face. Exactly. It's tricky. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't need the mask. That's right. So this shit is kind of weird. Uh, but uh, and my microphone stand sucks, too. It's like, look at this. It's like, whoa. Oh. It's just going to wander Santa, off. Are you listening, Santa? That's right. Santa, I got to come. Yeah, tell me where your real address is, and I'll yeah. say hi. Well, you're not there. I'll borrow one right. myself out of your sleigh. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm recording, so uh, we can get started here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Wasson. Joe Wasson? How do you pronounce Wasson, it? Wasson, yeah, sure. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Wasson on the Intruder Green Podcast. All right. So uh, the band you're in is the Discarded, and I gotta admit I hadn't heard of you guys until Melanie K brought uh brought brought you to my attention. Um, but you're 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 out of Canada, right? Yeah, we're in Canada. We live uh, north of Toronto, but most of our shows we play in Toronto. That's where I lived for a long time. But no one can afford to live in Toronto anymore. Oh yeah, that's a that's a bummer, man. Toronto's tight. Yeah, it's good. It's a good town, but all the all the musicians is getting a bit tight for them to hang there. But it's yeah. tough for them to hang there now. Especially these days when no musicians can do any fucking work. Yeah. No, there's uh, it's a bit, bit kind of a sad time. We, we About this time last year, we did a tour. We released a new album at uh, that yeah. time. And we did a tour. We did 12 clubs for, you know, bands like us. Good clubs, good size clubs, you know, three, four hundred seaters. Some of them, some of them are one or two hundred. Half Hell of them are closed yeah. now. Oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. Like closed, closed. Like not coming closed, back. Like closed, like gone forever. Oh. Not like closed because of what's going on, but like they're not open anymore. And they were the good ones, the ones that, like you know, they had you know great bands to play. Like one of our last shows that we did was opening for Teenage Head, his club called uh, This Ain't oh. Hollywood in Hamilton. Damn, and it's gone. It was uh, they had great bands there and great, great sort of lineage bands uh, like our our scale and our size and our type of music. The good places to play with a good PA and a good stage as opposed yeah, to yeah. sit up behind the pool table and, you know, do your stuff. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I, you know, it's it's a weird thing because, like, uh, in, and I've, I've talked about this with other people, but it's like the way things are going with a lot of the cool, like, nicely established clubs kind of that's happening everywhere, you know, uh, where clubs are shutting down for good. 
Uh, you kind of wonder what it's going to be like when bands can play again. Like, where are we going to play? Is everything going to be owned by Live Nation? I mean, probably. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do remember a time, because um, most people realize, you know, uh, Master Truda, we're from prison, but we spent a lot of time in like the the southern Wisconsin area, uh, yes. hanging out and hiding out and stuff. And there were times when, and I don't know, I'm, I'm building this up because I want to know if this was, if anything like this ever happened for you guys, where like uh, you, you would have clubs shut down because they're punk rock clubs and it's like, that's not always, well, actually, if you play your cards right, a punk rock club can be great because one thing uh, punks like to do is drink a lot. And if you're running a bar yeah. and having a lot of punk bands play, you can make a lot of money. But a lot of times, uh, the money doesn't get managed properly, whatever. And clubs close down and come and go and whatnot. And sometimes you only got like one or two that are actually doing things. Or you get, end up with people doing like basement shows and stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah. You hit it. You really hit it. Used to be old warehouse spaces, or we called them speakers yeah. after hour clubs. You know, just someone had a room, someone went in there, they threw a couple speakers, the band would come in and play until the, the cops shut it down or something. Same with punk clubs, like you said. Some of the best ones, you know, burn hard, burn fast, and burn out in like, you know, a year's time because yes, right. it's a cool place, but, you know, it wasn't really a place that was allowed to have a club or, uh, you yeah. know, it got, it got a lot of heat came on it and <laughs> started, you know, busting everyone for going there, being around it, or just made it a bad scene, and it just moved on. But like you say, after this is all over, things are going to, you know, live music will pop up, live music will happen, you know, you want it to happen, like you say, you'll find a basement, you'll find a parking lot, you'll find a warehouse space. You'll find some spot where, and, and, and the word will get out, and people will come and listen to music. It's just unfortunate to see some of these, uh, uh, say, better clubs for music that does support punk rock going away. But like you say, they come and go, and hopefully new ones will come. Yeah, I mean they will, and it's. I guess I'm 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 almost looking at it positively because I have seen that happen where uh, you bounce around and like sometimes the best club you got. Like I remember there was this one club, and it was like. The guy who owned it was like a blues musician, yeah. but he couldn't make money like having blues shows at his club. But he, there were some punk kids who were like started booking shows there, and suddenly he was like, "Holy shit!" Every time I book a punk show here, fucking all these dudes show up and they're drinking like crazy, and like I'm making tons of money. So it turned into like the punk club, even though the guy didn't give a shit about punk yeah. rock. Well, I, I think they just tend to look at their bar sales at the end of the night. Yeah. And that determines the sort of music they like having at the club. Yeah. Uh, and we've had so, that too, where you'll see all ages shows and people will go play and it'll be packed. And they go, oh, great show, great show. And you go, oh, we, can we come back and play? And they look at their bar sales and go, oh, I'm sorry, you didn't sell enough of those beers. So I don't know if you'll be coming back or not. Right. Yeah, that happens right. too. But uh, yeah. yeah, like, well, CBGB, he wasn't into punk rock. But said, yeah, sure, that's right. You can have a night, right? You Case know, in uh, point. It's yeah. like the. That's like the quintessential punk rock thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, guys take a chance. They're not really, they're not really, you know, oh, it's not my genre. It's not what I'm into. They're like, yeah, you want to put on a freaking show? Put on a show. Hey, the show <laughs> yeah, here, that's, that's right. cool. I'm into music, any music. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And that, 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 that's, that's good and helpful. And I, I think we could end up seeing a lot more of that before there's like real, uh, you know, established clubs again, because like I said, Live Nation's cleaning up with all of this happening because they're the yeah. ones that, that are going to be able to stick it out. And uh, I don't need I need to get on the the you know getting the uh, shit. You know, like they're not going to support bands like us anyway, right? Like they're not. Uh, yeah. Live Nation isn't throwing me up, going, "Hey, we're doing a simulcast. Is your band coming down to do it?" They're going to do the big established legacy acts that are all right. doing fine. That's are getting all these uh, live stream sort of heavy duty club sort of gigs where you can watch them online. You know, we we're doing stuff. We had to go to our own place and. We booked a studio with cameras and did it ourselves because, you know, they're not knocking on the door to, to have it. Right. So, like, you know, like these places like Live Nation, great if you get to that level. But like a lot of us don't get to that level because no one gives you a, a, a foot up to that. There was a guy who just had his birthday, Gary Top, bought the Ramones into Toronto for the first time, bought all the punk rock bands into Toronto for the first time. He, the cool thing about him is he go listen to a band and use his own ears and go, new band. I'm going to put him on with this great band that's already established. And they create a scene and help it out. When you got promoters like that, that's what really builds a scene. It's like now it's just like, well, this band's on this label with here and it's this support with this label. It's all an inside game at a level way above us. And it doesn't really develop new music or get it up to that particular level and exposure that it needs, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. And well, I guess the other thing I'm fearing, well, I'm 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 on the fence about it because I feel like what is also going to happen is that, and I think it was happening even before the pandemic, is that Live Nation is starting to buy up even the small clubs because they just want to own it all, and then. You know, if the small club's not making enough money, they'll shut it down. And it's 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 yeah. that same kind of like uh, you know, it's the whole monopoly game, right? They, yeah. they just want it all. Well, they bought uh, there was a place called Embrace, which used to do more lower end punk rock shows, five hundred person shows, two hundred person shows. They owned a club called Velvet Underground, and they had, uh, Live Nation bought out Embrace, and then you know, Embrace would put us on a couple of shows, but. Uh, we haven't seen that happening. I think they bought it up because they wanted a couple of venues to put their own shows in, but it, it would be great if, if there was a more of a foresight uh, that these large sort of things like Live Nation or Golden Voice or all these, whatever it is, wherever you are, would embrace supporting local acts, at least the first of three on, say, a, a bill to, to give them some exposure, you know, like, you know, give these bands that don't. And it used to be the way it was. You know, pretty well up to about 92 where that sort of thing could happen. And then we got locked down after that. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. Um, and well, and, and you just mentioned it uh, about you guys have been like keeping pretty busy throughout this pandemic stuff just recently, even uh, doing this live streaming stuff you, you've been up to, right? Well, yeah, well, we, we were we tried to do a live stream, but it's like a lot of times like on the end of a phone like this, one angle, yes. you know, it's not made to listen to punk rock bands. So we said, look, well, we want to at least sound half decent. We took it to a different level. We went into a studio. We recorded three sets in one day. We ran through like the first set was our first and second album. We released that in November. Second set was uh, our, our our albums that we released last year. We did an EP and an album. And then the third set was like an uh, album we just recorded and brand new songs. And the idea was no overdubs, nothing. Just We're just going to go through, we're going to rock it out. And then we're going to go, hey, at least half decently, you can hear what a, the drum set sounds like. It sounds, you know, yeah. sounds, it wanted to sound, you know, we're a pretty Ramonesy sounding type band. So it's not too tough with a three piece to go. Boom! Here it is, sort of thing. And then sure. from that, we're gonna call a, we're gonna take a live album out of that of fifteen songs that we like the best. Maybe lean it a bit more towards the ones we haven't put on albums before. Oh yeah, that's super cool. Um, I, so yeah, go on. Well, I'm just saying we're pretty fortunate too because we're you know we're all related, so we could hang out and practice and do that stuff. And oh band. yeah, it's like the, with the quarantine rules, right? Yeah, yeah. That's good. So you're all related. It's like a family band. Yeah, I'm the dad. Two other ones are the kids, right? Oh, nice. <laughs> I got like the 21 year old and uh, 18 year old on drums, and then me, the older punk rocker guy, going, I was originally a drummer in hardcore punk bands. Oh, yeah. And then they were like, ah, you know, you, uh, you, know, you got to be kind of the guitar player because I'm drumming in this deck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that's, you know, how it sort of went. So I've, I've been playing, you know, I've played in hardcore bands starting about 84, all the way up through, yeah, all up through the 80s and stuff like that in Toronto nice. around that area. 90s and played in punk bands and that and then uh yeah got back together when they were old enough and i always had instruments and said we were just goofing around in the basement and we kind of went hey we're not that you guys are pretty damn good in fact they kind of surpassed me and they're pretty you know like it doesn't really matter if we're related we're just you got to play really tight got to play really good yeah be, for sure know, play heavy no one's gonna give a shit if we're related or dad's gonna kick you out of the band <laughs> <laughs> but more like they're better than me they're probably oh me shit out of the band. yeah i so, suppose so I'll, I'll, I'll be discard dad I guess oh, uh, after this, <laughs> yeah, that's, anyway, that's good. Yeah, it's like kind of cool to relate to them on, on a different like, level, right? You know, than just being the dad and go, hey, you know, being a band's cool. You know, it's like uh, being your own criminal gang, right? That's Except, right. You know, you, you make music, and then so yeah. that's the whole thing. So we're together making our own own music together and going out there and doing some heavy stuff. And you know, we're, we're it, the people go, oh, is it tough being in a band together? And go, well, not really. We already know how to hang out, right? We already did shit where we traveled together so it's not yeah. the same thing as when you have to get in with a bunch of other guys some guys likely to kill the other guy just because it's the first time i got to be in a damn vehicle with them for four hours right and you guys probably got the hierarchy thing all all figured <laughs> out you know like <laughs> yeah it changes the kids are like dad's like, such a prima donna and you're like <laughs> i'm your dad shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah, pretty much yeah shut up i brought you i gave you life i'm paying for this shit now uh here you go they give me a harder time probably than anyone. Because, you know, you got three people in a band. What do you do after a show? You tell when the other guy fucked up. Hey, you screwed up that third song. You went to the wrong chord there. You didn't yeah. go there. 
you're useless at your song. Don't you remember? You fucking get nail timers or something. <laughs> you know, they're like, they don't pull back. You know, they, they say what they want. You know, you know so that's good. Uh, I laugh. I kind of laugh. Right. But yeah, they, yeah, there is a hierarchy in the sense of the driver gets to pick the music and you better not pick shitty music. Right. There you go. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, so how long? All right. Well, go ahead. I'm not sure exactly which, where I want to start here because I want to talk about when the band started and I want to talk about when you started. Because you said you've been playing since the late 80s, basically. Well, I started this. I started in the 70s, I guess, when I was a teenager, oh, shit. right? Yeah, yeah. So or late 70s, right? I got into, you know, I went out of being into the heavier rock, into being into punk rock and discovered the Ramones. Uh, you know, but I love the Who and all the other, you know, if it, if it rocked, it rocked, right? Yeah. And then I, I was in a band when I was in high school called Kids, which is sort of really, we did a whole bunch of Ramones. We were totally into the Ramones, right? We did like punk rock and run our own punk rock songs. And then I started a band uh, called Creative Zero. We moved up to Toronto and from the little town I was in outside of Toronto. And we, we were in the kind of like the Toronto hardcore scene at that time. And, you know, you played with bands like DOA and uh, TSOL and uh, any other bands, you know, Seven Seconds and any other bands that were kind of traveling through. That scene was very good to be able to play and open for bands like that. And then those people kind of after the hardcore scene, you went off, they called it alternative rock at that point. And some of you were heavier and some of you were artier. We were up more on the heavier punk side and played shows up until like the later 90s, mid 90s there. You know, started a family and then uh, did that a bit more for, you know, 10, 15 years because, you know, I guess they didn't want to sleep on a van or on the floor. If you have kids, it wasn't really their choice. They can make that choice later. But yeah, then, yeah, now they made the choice, right? Now they made the choice, yeah. So then uh, about 2016, uh, you know, I'd been married for about 20 years and we separated, we divorced. The kids ended up living with me, especially the two older ones. I said, well, let's do something positive. Let's let's start a, start a band. Let's make music. Let's... Uh, I'll show you what it was like when I was a kid and what I used to do when I was a teenager. So we'll uh, we'll we'll make up songs. We'll be a we'll be a punk band. We'll we'll develop, and then we kind of did. We let's go down. I'll I'll introduce you to some guys who who I recorded with. I'll introduce you to some guys who some clubs. We'll do some shows and stuff like that. So you know it was like I was just kind of ex exposing them. There's like a lot of good people, a lot of good times. We can have a good time and do that sort of thing. But you know they actually we got pretty good and people kind of liked what we were doing. So it was like oh cool. Uh, and we did this sort of recording thinking, oh, that'll just be for fun. And then we listened to him and went, oh, that's pretty damn good. And then this other guy heard it and he gave us a show, uh, opening for a band called the Sonics, which is like this garage rock band from the sixties, like a seminal garage rock band, Psycho yeah, and yeah. all those sort of ones. So we did this huge show playing for them and sort of just rolled from there. And it just got to the point where we lived together. They got real excited about <laughs> playing and, 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 and being their, their third show or fourth show was in front of like 900 people. Uh, Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, guys, it's all downhill, guys. We peak. We'll just yeah. be playing for beer tickets 20 years from now. So I hope you want to know what you got at this particular point. Hey, yeah, point. you know, so like, that, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so we did that, and we just, because uh, we lived together, we just, we pra we could practice all the time. It was just downstairs, right? And we'd go downstairs and blast down a set for an hour, blast down a set for an hour, write new songs, do new songs. So we're always like an album ahead of writing of songs that we did. And then we started, you know, being more collaborative in our writing. At first, it was me going, here's a song I probably think you'll know. And then I also had all these songs that I'd written from when I was younger. So every so often, we're stuck. They'll go, hey, Dad, what about this song that they'd heard ever since they were born sort of thing? We go, sure, yeah, that's yeah, my song. Let's do it. So we ended up doing about it. Uh, we've been doing about an album a year since we started. Wow. And yeah, so it just, and even right now, we got an album we finished during this lockdown uh, that we're releasing probably end of next year. And we want this live album that we want to put out. So we did that. And we have a whole nother album that we have of songs that we're currently just sort of rehearsing and doing right now. Are you just doing that all at home? Like you got a, you got uh, a home studio I and stuff? Home that we record on. But I, I tend to, we tend to go into a real studio just because, oh, you yeah. know, I want someone who, with an ear to mix it and do it and not be like doing everything. It's good to have maybe a little outside. Oh, for sure. Yeah. In that regard. So that way we just concentrate on playing and that sort of thing. Like even, you know, we, we did, we do, you know, we did straight up sort of punk rock albums. Our last album that we just finished is kind of a weird one. We were like, since we had all this time, we did this weird concept album where we're actually pretending to be another band. So that's, <laughs> what? yeah, yeah, we, we, we all right. band, like band. a specific other band or like yeah, we're, we're called this band, band, fictional band called the get-go's and it's about these two buddies who met in high oh, school shit. and the one that's guy a gets thing. a big head and wants to be a pop star and the other one's, you know, screw you. I want to be a punk rocker. 
and then they end up, you oh. know, the rise and fall of this fictional band. Right? Yeah, you're doing like some rise and fall of uh, exactly. Ziggy Stardust shit exactly. right there. Exactly, exactly. It's like oh, if, the, that's if awesome. the Ramones did Ziggy Stardust is pretty well. Ah, shit. It. The one guy goes off out. to be a big-headed guy who wants to be a, yeah, a TV yeah. opera sensation, and the rest of the band goes, screw you, we're going to still play some punk rock and stay true to our roots and talk about shit we want to talk about. And Hell they kick yeah. him the band. All right. So is there? Well, no. I, I, I guess I got to listen to the album to see if there's like a story arc. There is a total story it, arc in it. Yeah. There is like, no, or there is. Yeah, there there's is. Total. Yeah, total story yeah, arc starts total about this band and then yeah. get more. And we got even in between. We got little funny commercials and talk apart, like uh, who's sell out or something like that, or just just we just had a and and some of that we did at home because we we're all during lockdown. So let's just have fun. Let's just do something we. We want to do and, and screw it. So there's like some really heavy songs on it, but when yeah. the guy sells out, we do the really, we do the funny, uh, like trying to sound like a pop band or a rock. Oh band. yeah, sure. So I can kind of picture of this now. Yeah. yeah. So there's like the heavy songs that we do, but then there's other ones there where where the guy gets taken over by the label, and we even got a horn section playing on it and a girl singing nice. backup and stuff like that, right? Like, and the guitars aren't as heavy, and then when the band kicks them out, the big heavy guitars come back again. Oh right? God. This this sounds great. Like so, this is out or this is the new? No, thing no, we just finished it. Actually, uh, okay. we finished that. Actually, just about a month ago, we finished. We did the recording for over a year, wow. and then like the other thing we did was since we were doing this silly thing, we decided you like you know we got some really heavy sort of tunes that are just like straight up kick ass rock and roll tunes that we we got for our next album that we're gonna record. So we got a bit of a backlog. Like I said, we're gonna put out this live album. We're gonna put out these live sets. That's what we're concentrating on right now. And uh, after that particular point, you'll see us like this, that one that I just told you about, we're actually going to end up doing a, a, an animated sort of video to it as opposed to it being us because it's not us, right? And yeah. just, we'll just put it out like that and then just put on a straight one. Well, here we are back doing our kick-ass rock and roll thing, you know, punk, punk rock and roll, rock and roll. As long as it's got a little grit and it fucking kicks ass, we're pretty kind of into it. Yeah, you know, like... Uh... I don't know. There's that that whole discussion about like what's punk and what's rock yeah. and roll, and I'm like, ah, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> you know? If it moves you, yeah. fucking, that's what it is, right? That's and, right. And that's kind of where we're at there. Like, you know, I guess because now it's if someone goes, you know, we play shows and 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 you know, I play in hardcore bands. I played you know faster than humanly possible. Like, you know, just cast <laughs> double time. Like, fuck yeah, I can do that. And we have some songs that are like that, right? But not many. We're more, you know. You know, rock, you know, the earlier, the first wave of punk was more rock and roll punk, you know, had a rock and roll aspect to it. Oh, for sure. I guess when you say hardcore, if you say punk, most people just think you're, you're more into a scream core sort of thing, like, you know, and, and then there's, and other people want to go, oh, that poppy punk thing. Like, it, to me, it's all just, if it's fucking rock and roll and it's punk rock, I don't really give a shit, you know, if yeah. I'm into it, I'm into it, right? Like, cool. Yeah, that's, that was like, uh, you know, I think I had to personally get over, like, I felt weird because I, you know, back in the, well, back in my day, I guess, he was saying, like, things changed in the early 90s. And I'm like, well, I didn't really get into it until, like, the mid-90s. Right. So, but my thing was, like, uh, back in the day, all the scenes, at least where I'm from, uh, would all come together. They'd play, all the crust punks would hang out for yeah. the pop punk shows and everything like that. One thing I had to get over was, like, being super into pop punk and thinking it wasn't, like, as cool as like the hardcore dudes and the the crust punks and they all had like the right. the extra cool stuff but i'm like yeah as 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 time went on i was like no it's all good like i like listening to some hardcore sometimes i like all of this stuff and i definitely been to plenty of those shows too because that was just what was happening back in the yeah. day and it's uh yeah it's interesting how yeah it really is it's it's all punk rock. It's all rock and roll, and uh, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, and and but you know we see that too. Where like uh, I'd say like out of the original say boom of the seventies, later seventies, early eighty punk, that was more rock and roll, a little more nihilistic. I got into it about say eighty three, eighty four in Toronto, where it was it, it got to be a skater punk thing. The Descendants came in that whole first oh for wave. sure. So so that happened, and then people got mad at that that you had to be like ah rah rah. You know, it's like, okay, so you want to growl, you want to be more heavy metal, you want to be more deathcore in your vocals, cool. 
but there's so that guy can sing so let's be down on him because he's singing right like right. it's just whatever you're bringing to it it's i don't i kind of look at it like food i don't want to eat the same i don't eat spaghetti every day i love spaghetti <laughs> but i don't want to eat it seven days a week right i love it when i have it right but, right you know, i'm gonna have some other things during the week same with you know punk rock hardcore any sort of music I like to have a very diet, and I, I, if anything, it got stricter on what was all oh, this is punk, and you got to be like, right. singer's got to be this, and the drums got to be going like that, and it's like, it, even it's funny because my kids are pretty blunt about it. They'll go, "Hey, Dad, none of the singers can sing, and this, how come you're the only one who sings?" And I go, "Well, that's just their style," and then, or other times they'll just go, "Great players, unfortunately, they only had one song, right? You know, like they're just blunt that way. It's just that's like good. It's, it was a great song. They just I played the that. same song." Eighteen times to us, right? Yeah. Which is they wanted a bit of variety. They liked a few of the songs. And they liked a few of the things. They liked what was coming on. They liked the sort of thing. But overall, they would go. We like a little. They like a little variety too, right? Though, know. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that you know, punk rock definitely also kind of lends itself to that because it's supposed to be like anti-establishment. And once once you're Do the new you want, cool right? thing, yeah. But then again, once you're the new cool thing, I can understand why the punk rockers are like, well, fuck that. You know, like, they're blowing up. They're, they're the, like the yeah. cool, the new kids on the block. Well, that band was great, but I won't talk about them. <laughs> uh, you know, like, uh, you know, they're like the new well, the green thing dick, and everybody. Everyone and fucking they, really got really, right. they got popular. Everyone got really down on them because, oh, it's so loud, blah, 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 blah. Well, hey, yeah. you know, the Blink-182, that, that's why Power Pop Punk gets such a bad name because right. that got really popular, right? Right. And, and so everyone shit upon it. And it's just like, ah, whatever. You know, like, oh, fucking that guy was into Green Day before he got into this punk rock. And I'm like, I don't care how he got there. Green Day came after I was already into punk rock, so it's not like they they found the way. But my kids found Green Day and fucking loved it, and then got into heavier, different stuff. Great, yeah. whatever got you there. You show me what you were listening to when you were uh, uh, ten or eleven, I'll, and, I'll, and we'll see how cool you were. I'm sure you were listening to some pretty weird or or geeky shit, like you know, yeah, whatever. right. Or you probably loved it because that was of its time. So why get down on someone? I'm not someone. Go, were you into this? I go, well, I was too old to kind of be into that by then. But if that you were into it, cool. But, you know, whatever, I fucking love the monkeys and fucking all this bubblegum rock. And that's, yeah. you know, led me on and, and was an influence to punk rock. You know, the Ramones loved bubblegum rock, right? That's yeah, what power cool. punk comes out of, right? So all that stuff's sort of there, right? Yeah, hell yeah. And, I mean, and the, even like you look at, uh, I, you know, I used to play drums in a band called Fifth Column. They're like a pre-riot girl band. They're all women, queer core sort of band. And they were totally into the Osmonds and all this sort of bubblegum stuff. And they would do that stuff, which later went on to, you know, influence bands like Bikini Kill and stuff like that, which was, you know, it didn't matter. If you liked it, you did it, and you put your own bent on it. And that was the, the big thing I keep trying to tell them, like, punk's supposed to be about think for yourself, be what you want, be true to yourself, and screw what anyone else wants to think, because that's what everyone else is doing. And if you want me to wear a jacket that I'm supposed to be a certain way, well, screw you. I want to be who I want. And that's what it was yeah. about, not having to be what I had to be. I want For to put sure. on a mask and rob people. So be it. <laughs> That's right. Feel free to commit crimes. Why not? <laughs> Feel free. That's about it. Um, but at the same time, you know, like if you want to have a certain look because you think like, hey, those yeah. are guys, they look real cool. I want to do that. Sure. Fucking go for it. You know? Right. Right. If you want to do it, too. Like that's the same. That's the same thing. If they want to do the other stuff, too, that's cool, too. If that's the jacket you want to wear and that's the. Hairstyle, that's all cool with me, too. Unfortunately, I can only do one hairstyle now. Right? Hey. So that's the way it is. That's all good. You know, I look like 80 million other white dudes. Yeah. And the hairstyle is on your face. All on right. my face. It's going south. That's it's where good. it is. It used to I be like up it. here. Now it's down here. It's a good hairstyle. I like there it. There you go. I'm a fan. <laughs> well, okay. So you got this thing coming out. Uh, yeah. And, you know, uh, you... you how long has this band been together anyway? I don't think we did. We, we started uh, February 2016. That's All when right. we got together. We were like, I was pretty well, let's be a band. That was it. I remember that. A friend yeah. had a, a birthday, birthday party coming up. One of the band I was in to play, they couldn't play. And I said, hey, I got this thing with my kids. Can I go do it with them? They went, yeah, cool. So that's when it started, and it just took off from there. So since February 2016, we put out three full-length albums, an EP. Now we got out these coming out with these three live sets and a live album and we got another album in the can ready to come out as well so we love wow. just making music and putting shit out that's amazing and out of kids uh 
they're just doing this band or are they like branching yeah, out with other yeah. well, kids you know, and I, stuff? I said go out and find some friends and do some stuff. Like one of the drummer guy will get his buddies over and jam occasionally. But sure. we've been we practice like two, three times, or we used to practice two, three times a week. We played 25, 26 shows last year. We've done probably a hundred shows in four years. So we're at a level where we're, we're pretty good. We're pretty professional. So when they go to practice and play with other guys, they find it kind of weird because <laughs> we're pretty business. We're like, yeah. we, we go downstairs and we, we like practice like you play. You know, we're like kind of like Ramones. It's just like, okay, no, no chitter chatter and shit in between. We're going to do our 15 songs and yeah, we're well, learning a song. Maybe we'll take a bit sure. of time, but mostly we're trying to run set. So yeah, that's a big thing is uh, they, they haven't started playing. I don't, they're they're also at an age now where a couple of them have just they've finished high school, so they're going to be going off doing whatever they're going to do, right? Like yeah, everything yeah. has a window, like most bands. So I imagine that that might happen too, and we might just be getting together to do recordings because no live shows and shit like that. Sure, so sure. I'm sure that'll be happening. So at that point, yeah, I'm sure they will. But at this point, no, they kind of just they just play with uh, with 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 us together because we're pretty tight and pretty good bands but i'm sure they'd be able to go on and play with whoever they wanted to and i hope they do you know oh yeah and it Thanks for listening to the Intruder Green Podcast. By now you probably heard about our sponsor, Stupid Rad Merch Company. And if you haven't, then listen up, because I gotta tell you, Stupid Rad Merch Company is a great web store with a bunch of your favorite bands at stupidradmerch.com. And if you're in a band and need some work done, they can get you totally covered for a modest price and super quick turnaround time. But don't just take it from me, here's what the ladies from Bad Cop, Bad Cop had to say about it. Yeah, you know. great ideas, it's always pushing, always moving. Simeon is delightful to work with. He's yeah. very responsive and professional and it's the quality of the shirts I like them. yeah high quality high very, quality very well done very well done on the ink it, it really feels is. like a family again yeah. it feels like it's it's a place where you can you can trust what's happening and don't forget to use the code prison at checkout and get a 15% discount on all stupid red branded apparel that's p-r-i-s-o-n I think I don't really know how to spell but those are the letters they told me to say stupidradmerch.com Guitar players, I bet you thought you were shit out of luck when it comes to finding your dream guitar amp. You know, you go on some auction site or something and it's all crap. <laughs> yeah, well that's because, you know, you gotta look in the right place. And the right place is Yeah Man's Vintage and Used Guitars. They got exactly what you're looking for. Now I know what you're thinking. Aren't they located in like Switzerland or something? Yeah man, they are. Burn Switzerland to be exact. But you know, you can uh, get on the internet and you can go check out the website, yeahmansguitars.com, and uh, you can order stuff on there. So, uh, you know, it don't really matter where the heck you are in the world. You can just get on their website and uh, find all sorts of cool stuff that you're looking for. And you might not even know that you wanted it until you see it on there. And there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, if you got something specific you're looking for and need some help finding it, just hit up Yeah Man Guitars on the electronic mail. That's the email. It's like 21st century and you got email and websites. It's like amazing. Some people would call it magic. Some people would call it science. I just call it, I don't know, crazy shit. Uh, Guitars at gmail.com. As far as email goes, it's where you email them. And while you're at it, get your band a tour in Europe and stop by the shop. Michael and the rest of the crew would love to meet you, I'm sure. And you could tell them Green sent you. Yeah, man's vintage and used guitars. Well, and it's kind of cool because, like like you said, they get, they get in these, like, jamming with friends and stuff, and it's a little weird. Like, most kids, when they start a band, they're not, they don't have, like, some old salty dog who's, who, who's been around the block a few times, like, and knows what to do. You know, like a lot of these kids are probably just yeah. winging it, you know. Yeah. But but you kids, they they know what's going up because they got <laughs> they got you in their back pocket telling them like here's what here's how it works. Well, you know, and they know how to go to a club, set up, put the mics on the things, tear the stuff down, do the oh, merch, like all that sort of thing about a do-it-yourself band. You know, like yeah, we're we're in this together. We got no roadies. We're moving the shit. We gotta. Make sure that we count all the stuff. Make sure the stuff gets back in the van. Make sure we're all ready. To go. Like they're they're pros at this point, right? Which is is kind of funny because we'll get on stage with some guys and they'll be like older guys who haven't really played that much. Yeah, and we'll be ready to go in five ten minutes and we're waiting for them. The guy to unplug his guitar. 
15 minutes after the show and we're going to oh yeah show, love that stuff there's five of us on the bill he got 10 minutes to strike your shit and we're gonna right? be playing in five or 10 minutes and we're and they're funny too like they'll get up and they'll go do you guys need a sound check you go using the same kit right we'll be good to go don't worry we'll be ready We'll be ready to go in five as long as you got the bass and the drums half decent. We're a three-piece. Can't be that tough, right? Right, right. Yeah, that's so, good yeah, stuff. Yeah, their, their level of, 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 of professionalism is kind of ironically pretty high for people that have been that young. Like, it's funny because the, the one guy started, he was 13 years old, and he started playing drums in this band, like playing live, right? Now he's like 18, five years later. So it's like. He goes into music class and it's just like, you know, his friends are like, oh, you know, oh, oh. this guy's been playing drums everywhere all the time. He's like, he can do like, he can be like John Bonham when you want him to, right? And the teacher's yeah. like, will you play jazz? You know, I'm sorry, I got a gig that night. I got to go play you know, <laughs> a, an hour away. I can't be in the school. No, band, I got to right? actually do the real thing, right? Yeah, I got to go do <laughs> yeah. the real thing. And, and then the other guy, no one believed him, right? The guy's like, oh, I'm going to go see a band at this club. And he's like, oh, I played there last month. He goes, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I actually did. You know, in fact, I'm in yeah. a band. I went and played that place. Yeah. Nice. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's super cool because, yeah, I'm sure a lot of kids, their only exposure is uh, to, to playing is through school. Or if they're in a high school band, they're probably not playing clubs. They're play, playing, uh, you know, whatever high school bands play. I don't hey, know. Basements, uh, parties. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you keep doing that after high school, too, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know. It's cool. Like, no, nothing wrong with that. We put some bands who are totally high school bands who came out. And, you know, like, it's it's kind of interesting. that It's just kind of weird when they go into a club because usually half the time it'd be cool if there was more all-ages shit going on where people could go in and watch at times. It's always a some, struggle. Yeah. Like, to me, I'm more like, I don't really give a shit if, the, if there's a beer and uh, people are drinking, don't drink. Like, if they drink, they drink, and they're cool. Like, you see in Europe, you know, like, there'll be beer gardens, and there'll be a sandbox for the kids playing, so the parents are sitting there drinking while the kids playing in the sandbox. There's not yeah. that big, like, oh, my God, there's alcohol around, somebody's yeah. underage. There's, you know, fuck, you know. Uh, you just put a band on or an X on their wrist and, or on their back of their hand, and you know, like Caden was always young. We had to, the drummer in our band. We always had to go through that shit. Look, he's not going to drink. He put an X on his hand. He introduced him to the bartender. These are the rules here in this province instead of a state of what you're allowed to do. You know, we, but you'd have people who like, he's allowed to come in the show, go on stage, play. Get me. We had this one lady go, he has to go sit out in the car. And I go, lady, it's January. It's minus 20, 30 degrees. You're telling me I got to put this 14-year-old to sit in a freezing cold car. I go, you got a dog? She goes, yeah. I go, would you put, do that to your dog? No, but you do it to a human, right? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> yeah, right. right. Okay, I'll go sit out in the van with my kid and keep it running so he doesn't freeze to death. You call us in for all these people who are here to see us when we go to play. We played a little bit more angry that night, actually. But, yeah, that's right. So we were a bit pissed that they were, she was being just such a... It was like, he's going to sit backstage. You know who he is. He's not trying to drink. It's allowed under the laws of this line. Oh, I'm in charge of the club. Sure, lady. Okay, you're in charge of the club. Great, great. Yeah. Glad you enjoy your power trip. We'll be on the car. <laughs> and yeah, then the yeah. she liked the band. She goes, oh, you guys are pretty good. You'll be coming back. We'll have you back here. And we're like, yeah, well, maybe not. You know? We'll see about it. Maybe we'll go someplace <laughs> where they don't treat us like shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Uh, fuck. I had something. But anyway. Don't worry, I'll just keep talking away because apparently <laughs> I drink coffee and I ramble. Ah, yeah, that's good. I'm yeah. doing, uh, yeah. I'm over here in Germany. They got this stuff called Club Mate, or Club oh, yeah. Mate, as I like to call it. And it's like, uh, you ever heard of Herba Mate? Herba, whatever. I, no, like but a, I've been to Germany a few times. But Oh, yeah. You, you, have you toured in Germany? No, no. I, I worked for a company that was German. I used to always go over there. So oh, I've been yeah, there about good. four or five times. I quite like the place, actually. I was uh Munich. I went to Berlin. I thought that was totally freaking cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, uh, yeah. You're there now? Yeah, that's where I'm hiding out. At, uh, at an undisclosed location. People yeah, know I'm in Germany, but, you know, it's undisclosed. Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah, I, right. and I cannot trace you with that white wall behind you, so don't worry. That's right. That's why it's there. <laughs> Excellent idea. You know, that's uh, right. So, no, Germany, and Germany has a really good rock and roll feel to the country, right? Like, oh. they, they love, like, the one of the few places where we've sent stuff has been to a German radio station. They're like, oh, yeah, we love this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think they're really stoked on, uh, you know, 
I guess I would just call it American music at this yeah. point. Um, or like, uh, I think Europe in general, though, like there's some cool shit going on in the Netherlands. We got some friends there and like yeah. uh, just uh, Europe has a pretty cool like punk rock scene going on. Well, they'll, uh, listen, they'll listen to music that has distorted guitars and real drums. They're not looking for the crap that pop hits. Like, they'll listen to that stuff. There's all that Euro yeah. disco stuff, but they have got a really metal punk rock edge to them as far as music they like. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think uh, because that, you know, I don't know. I think a lot of that stuff is really established over here as far as, like, uh, if you listen to the radio, it is, like, so weird, like, just, I don't know. It's either like weird 80s stuff from bands that like, like bands that were one hit wonders in America, but here they've got like, they'll play every fucking song on the record, <laughs> on the radio yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and stuff. And, and, and I know people and they're like, oh yeah, this band is so great. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, that one song that I've heard way too many times yeah. was pretty good for a minute. And they're like, no, they're, they're coming to play here and they're going to pack the whole stadium. And I'm like, seriously? It's amazing how that shit like, is, blows up one place and you know, well, people could care and, less than another. And there's, there's, there's even bands, like there's some Canadian bands. Like I'll say, there's, I probably don't know him. There's a guy called Danko Jones, which is. Oh, yeah. I love Danko Jones. Yeah. He's got a huge following in Europe and Germany, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but nothing in the States, shit. right? Yeah. That's fucked up. I remember he actually came uh, through town when I was there, uh, played at a club, a decent sized club. Yeah. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, I couldn't see the show for some reason. And I was real bummed. But, uh, yeah, it's like. It's like a once in a lifetime opportunity to see Danko Jones play in America, but yeah, apparently he's huge elsewhere. Yeah, and and yeah, right. So he'll go down to the states. He'll play the two hundred seaters, the hundred seater sort of clubs. Right. Whereas in Europe, he's playing festivals and and stuff like that. You know, like you're saying. So you're right. So they they latch onto him when they like something. You're right. It might have been one song that you heard, and people have a whole another career over in Europe and that. But you, you, we tend to be North America centric, U.S. centric as far as what's what's popular in that and at this particular point even what you know uh, they talk about even this pandemic and not being able to hear music well how do you get music is it it used to be you'd go down to a cool place like uh, rotate this or the record peddler in toronto right and that's where all the punk rockers played and they would go hey they'd hand you this album go you should listen to this shit or what's cool what's new here's this so you had that back and forth with someone who could kind of mentor the sort of musical taste or turn you on to something you didn't know now it's like you go on to what spotify and it's like this is what you might like based on the five other things you've ever listened to or or you know apple music or something and it's just yeah. a regurgitated algorithm so you don't get anything really new it's just kind of eating itself as far as here's more of the same for you as opposed yeah. to something completely different nor will it push anything that's gonna change and go this may be a, a, a changer for you here right like how do you get exposed to new music how do you get exposed to new books how do you get exposed to new movies if it's all just going through the same sort of algorithms or the same sort of media platforms right yeah so that's that's a weird shit how do you hear new music how does new music get there it's like the phone book there's a there's a million phone numbers but i'm not phoning them all i gotta have someone point me to it yeah and it's a few phone numbers right <laughs> it's like yeah, and th that used to be a thing. Like, you go to shows, even, and, like, there yeah. would be other people in bands just passing out demos and be like, oh, yeah. you like punk rock? Yeah, check out my oh, band. Yeah, exactly. And then you go fucking listen to it and then, then be like, all right, I'll keep an eye out for these guys. And that, as far as I know, that shit don't really happen anymore. And it is all on the internet. There's places you can get it. Like, Bandcamp is pretty cool. And, yeah. like, you know. But, you gotta find I don't know, you gotta, you gotta be willing to search for it. Yeah, you got to be willing to search for it now. Uh, it's a little bit, it's weird because it's harder to, it almost seems like it's harder for bands to come to people uh, now because there's just so much. Everything's so easily yeah. accessed. It's like, that, I don't that's, know. That's precisely it. It's hard to, push. they want you to build something to a certain extent before they want it to be exposed on a, right. on a live nation front. But how do right. you get it exposed? Oh, yeah. Are you good at hyping or are you good at music? And you're right. Everyone and his dog can be in a band now, right? And, you know, yeah. make something and put it out. But uh, how do you know what rises? Is it, are you, you know, I, I, there's some people with ears who listen 
and I talked about a guy named Gary Top who who brought the Ramones and these other bands. He didn't yeah. care. He just listened with his ears. He go, I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that yeah. band in and I'm gonna promote and that's it. Good. Well, that's as good. opposed to someone going, the hype about this, and, and I get that. Yeah. Where we, we do interviews, and my and my kids would do it, and they turn to me after because for being in the music business, we certainly talk very little about music. Right? We talk a lot about we talk a lot about the hype, and we talk about this. And they talk about us being a fan, and, but they never. Jarrett, would, the bass player, would get excited when someone would go, "What about your latest album, your latest song, and what instrument do you play?" And you know what sort of you know that sort of stuff. And then you get mu musicians talk with one another about stuff that kind of excites them and got into it. What sort of music they're into and all that. Talking about the music, talking about the songs, talking about the gear that you use. But now it's just like, well, this band's hype because, you know, this many people like them here and they have this many followers here and da-da-da-da. It's like, yeah. okay, all right. So, yeah, you know, I think they, they, they nominated Millie Vanilli for an album of the year and they didn't even sing <laughs> on it based on hype, did they not? Yeah, I believe that to be true. And um, cool dreadlocks, so let's not really discount the look. Oh, yeah, they looked great. They looked fantastic, that's, you know? That's, that's, that's the big thing. It's like, Hey, how you get done with the show? You're like, hey, how'd we do? And you go, you looked great. <laughs> All right, great, <laughs> which which is cool. You know, it's, it's yeah. always it's always good to be able to do it. But like, yeah, even now, like a modern rock show, you go see these huge rock shows. Or I don't, but if you did, they're <laughs> they throw a music soundtrack into it, but it's mostly dancing and spectacle and, and oh yeah, I'm sure and, co and costume changes, which is cool. And the, it takes a certain amount of talent to do that sort of thing. I'm just more into the more visceral standing, you know, up near the front of a stage and watching some guy sweat and, and, or some woman sweat yeah. as they play the rock and roll tune. And it's I, like, you know, I, what I do love about a rock show. Yeah. That guy, a person's right beside me. We're all feeling the same vibe. We're all into the same music. It's coming at me from all sides. I can look at what I want to look at. I can stare at the drummer and go, Oh, that's what they're freaking playing. That's cool. You know, like I can't yeah. see that on a record. Watching the I can't see that when stuff. a camera's pointed at the that's singer right. the whole time. Right. Yeah. And it, yeah, you, you're checking out the technique and whatnot. And then like, I feel like when they're sweating and like, they're really like banging it out, like fucking, it's almost like the sweat is like their soul and they're yeah. just like blasting it at you and everybody's feeling it sometimes, sometimes not. Sometimes yeah. the show ain't so good, but you got to expect that too. And then yeah. at least you have a good time because you're out doing a thing and yeah. we haven't experienced that in a while. So. No. Uh, you it's know, so, so cool to watch a band actually make music for real. Look, he's moving. Yeah, that yeah. Metal. He's playing. He's hitting that symbol. That song that you heard on the record, that's being recreated for you right there in front of you with people actually playing instruments. That's pretty fucking cool to watch, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you guys got anything? Uh, you you did the live shows. You got the yeah. new album coming out. Are you doing any more live shows or anything with in the, nothing, everything shut down. It's getting worse. Not, not that now, you're doing right? live shows, but the the, the, the pre-recorded live shows, right? Uh, I see. Uh, we'll get this done. We got another one that we want to release next month in January. And like yeah. I said, I'm going to take these and work up by m later March, April, putting them out. If that's the way it is and that's the way it's got to be, then, then yeah, I would probably have to do this again if I can't make another live show. Uh, then I'll probably turn my attention back to that recording that we finished. You know, that, yeah. that behind the scene, like get it made and get it released. And maybe hopefully by that time, by I'm hoping by September or October, maybe I'll be able to do a, a release to that or earlier next year and do a bigger release of that sort of thing where we get to actually play at a at a club and, and welcome back. Just is going to also be, like you said, there's going to be a big backlog of people going, me first, book me at your club. Oh, we'll yeah. Open, right? I mean, so, there's, so, already, uh, we'll, there's we'll already people... Can booking shows for the next two years because they're so behind like exactly. it's gonna be weird I, so I don't... yeah maybe this is the way we got to do it if someone's gonna see us and we'll have yeah. to do some event like that uh i haven't really thought about it you want the truth i'll be honest with you i haven't really thought about <laughs> it uh so i got a lot going on right now i got a lot foreseeably going on i you know if anything i might want to just go back in the studio with with and at the in august we're thinking and record this next album you know, yeah. and are started at least because I, I think one of the guys, the drummer, might be going off to to college. So in the, in the fall, so I might need to have yeah. something to be working on while he's doing that, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's good to to hear that you've got a lot going on because apparently a lot of people don't. Is from what I'm hearing, yeah. like, oh, lockdown. I'm I'm so bored. All I do is stay home. I'm like, I don't. How I I gotta I gotta like 
boost some shit to sell on eBay so I can fucking uh, keep the lights yeah. on and stuff, you know? I don't know how people are uh, not getting by. But it's good that you are, and it's good that you're uh, able to keep going with the music and everything and stay busy. I've been busy as fuck, as hell. So I don't know, like, how people cannot be. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I, it's the other thing. Hopefully, you know, some bands are just probably going to go away because they had that one two-year oh, break sure. before they could get back, and people went on with different lives, or people just said, screw it, or people, I don't know. I, I make music because I'm into music, and I always make music. So whether or not I become, you know, uh, the biggest thing of anything. It's not really what's been motivating me to keep going. There's some people yeah. that are like, oh, I'm going to be popular. Duh, 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 and that one band didn't work out. And they were like, screw it. I didn't, I don't play music anymore. I go, well, then you didn't like playing music. You like to be popular. If yeah. you're into music, you're just going to play it. You're going to play what you like and you're not going to chase some fashion and you're not going to chase something. You're just going to make the kind of music you make. And, and that's, that's what it is. So that's all I've been doing. And, and, and hopefully, you know, people continue doing it. But like you say, there's going to be some, we just might not see that band anymore. Or like you say, it might have starved some people out at this point. Uh, unfortunately, you're like, you know, we had to go boost something just to, you know, sell it on eBay just to keep going. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like a, uh, it could be kind of like a cleansing is <laughs> yeah. as, as, as fucked up as that kind of sounds, but like, there's going to be a lot of bands that probably could have been cool that are going to just die off. But there's also going to be a lot of bands that would probably be real shitty, and they're going to die off, and maybe there'll be some good bands that survive, and they'll have more space once it's yeah. all said and done to, like, come back. And, like, once people are going to shows again, it's going to be like, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm almost scared about that, how people are going to react to, like, you know, going going out to, like, a packed club again someday. Well, I, I hope that, you know, this goes away. The, the reason why they can't, or, you know, they, they well, that's what I mean. Hopefully that's and I, hopefully it's thing. off the freaking hook. Cause you know, I don't know about you, but it was getting a bit, even before this thing, live music was having a tough time, right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Talking, you know like people weren't going out to clubs, right? People weren't going out to see live. Right. Music. Hopefully people because they can get it all on, online. And now right. that's the only way you can get it. So, it's so like... maybe hopefully people are a bit, have their appetite whetted to go out and, 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 yeah. and, and get into back into a fucking pack that's club right. and have themselves a freaking time. So hopefully, uh, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit, I hope it's a bit crazy. I hope it's packed freaking shows of people going ape shit nuts is what I hope it was when people yeah. go to see it and go, oh, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping for that. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that's kind of what it's going to be like, which is also why I'm kind of scared because I'm like, oh shit, are we going to get like mugged the first time we play a show again? I don't know. Well, you guys are the happens. criminals. Remember, just remember that. When you, That's you right. Got to keep we that had The first mind. time we went on oh, tour good. when before this thing, for this band, I remember going, oh man, there's scary people everywhere. Watch out for the Lugan. And then after about a <laughs> week or two in, we walked into a, a, a place we were touring across Canada. Place went silence. Everyone turned and looked at us. And I looked at them and go, don't worry, guys. We are the Lugans. We are the criminals. They're the ones they're afraid of. <laughs> We don't need to be afraid of them. We need to put them at ease. <laughs> <laughs> what is a Lucan? I never Sorry, heard that. It's like a crate. Like, I'm going to come and smash up this place. Oh, you know? yeah. Just, like a hooligan. Just so we call them Lucans, like a crazy, okay. drunken guy who's going to, you know, just yeah, do violence yeah. and, you like know, a criminal. <laughs> Uh, the I crazy didn't, I don't Lugans. Know if that's like a Canadian thing or, or what? Ah, yeah, I guess maybe. Maybe it's a, a colloquial expression there that you're now yeah. familiar with. Yes. That's right. A colloquial. Yeah. yeah. That's right. A good word. Good word. Lugan. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I got one more question to ask of you. And, uh, I hope, I don't know, I, I think I'll let you know about this ahead of time. I try to do that. Uh, sometimes I forget. Uh, but crime stories, do you got any? Uh, okay, so, yeah, I'm probably past my criming days. Uh, <laughs> nor was I ever really a big crimer. I was more like a, you know, smoke pot, peace, love sort of guy. Oh, that's criminal. Yeah, it's, uh, it used so to I be. Guess the crime was there. It Not used anymore to be cool. in Canada. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we, you know, we, we, I liked, we liked to smoke when we were younger. That, But I guess our biggest crime, I remember one time we went into this place. We were going to this deli, and we were going to pick up some, some meat. We walked in. It was about 
know, two or three in the afternoon and, and we walked in me and my buddy we live with we're broke poor sort of guys right musician guys and it was just like hello we're here about this no answer hello we're looking outside the door we're like no one in the place absolutely oh. empty and we're sitting there going hey we're here to buy some you know some smoked meat sandwich right we want to get something we're hungry hello yeah. hello we're calling out we're looking out we're calling out the door no one so finally my roommate is with me going screw this he goes behind the counter loads up on a bunch of meat and goes we're eating for the week let's go uh, hell yeah it was That's just like well time. you know we tried to buy something no one's here we might as well eat we're poor that's right you gotta do what you gotta do you know like uh and uh you know yeah i love it that's good and besides that you know just you know uh smoking and trying not to get caught when it wasn't illegal you know and fortunately that happened too so yeah uh, I- I like to say that's when it was cool. Because yeah, now that it's legal, it's not as cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. I it's mean, kind of weird. It's kind of weird. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like the. Uh, it's if anything, it's kind. It is kind of more tight about it. That you know, like, oh, you're allowed to smoke here, not allowed to smoke here, not allowed to smoke here. But yeah. you know, it's like, oh fuck, you know, it used to be able you could smoke in clubs like cigarettes, and you can't. Smoke oh yeah, Canada cigarettes in clubs, so then no one could smoke pot in clubs. So it'd be like. You know, the dressing room was like a Cheech and Chong movie uh, at one particular point. Yeah. Now it's just like, you know, I got to sneak out back if I want to do this. Oh, look at all those poor people. They're all sharing one cigarette. No, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that's, that was probably the most criminal. And then occasionally someone, cops would come up and pop someone or, you know, yeah. standing outside a club or, you know, an open beer or something stupid like that. But it, a lot of the time it was just like, you know, nothing. It, it was a plant or it was a, it's, it's a beer. No one was really doing anything that that weird or crazy. It doesn't matter if he was drinking a beverage of liquid that had alcohol in it, or he was smoking a some dried leaves of a plant. You know, uh, in, in in the grand scheme of things, yes, it was illegal, but was it really illegal? You know, right? Yeah, I would say uh, there's uh, somebody once said there's no uh, rules, only guidelines, and they were talking about music yeah. recording. But I kind of <laughs> yeah. feel like that's a good metaphor for life. It's like there's only guidelines, really. There's not rules. They call them rules, but it's more like it's more like a guideline. Like, hey, yeah. if you want to not go to jail, then don't do these things. Well, and yeah, it's yeah. like it's a guideline. You could still do yeah. them and maybe not go to jail, but it's more likely that you're going to go to jail. It's so it's kind of like if you know. you're not really bothering anyone and you're not harming anyone, what's the big deal? Right. Exactly. So they make up these rules so that we can live together in a society, but okay, I get it. I'm not supposed to kill you. I don't want you to kill me. Okay. I agree. We both agree on that. Great. Yeah, that's you know? a good one. That's a good rule. You know, maybe I shouldn't sleep with your wife. Don't sleep with my wife because I want to kill you. Good rule. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't steal all my shit. I'm only going to kill you. Good rule. I don't know. Like, they come up with these rules there to kind of make it so that we can all cohabitate. Yeah, well, the guidelines. For you're like, doing no harm. I'm doing no harm. I'm not going to rat you out if you're not doing any harm, okay? Right. If you can walk around and exist in this world and you're just living, just live. All right? But if. You know, occasionally, yeah, hey, you're beating the shit out of them. Yeah, you maybe you shouldn't beat the shit out of them because he's not allowed to leave. You're doing a little harm there, right? Yeah. Hey, I don't want you to beat the shit out of me. I won't beat the shit out of you. Great. Good there you girl. go. <laughs> yeah. Good I'll guideline. Like we'll call them guidelines. Good guidelines. Good guidelines. Those are good guidelines. Yeah. Not all the good, not all the guidelines are good, but a lot of them are. Some of them are pretty common sense, and then they get into the stupid ones where, oh, you're allowed to smoke this here, but not two inches that way. And you're allowed to have this in your hand standing here, but you're not allowed to have that standing over there. Yeah, to me, those are guidelines, okay? And if nothing's really going that south there, maybe I understand your larger concept of, well, you got your guideline, but pretty well, if it wasn't hurting anyone, who gives you shit? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's convoluted. That's what it becomes. Yes. And I'm so, not going to rat you out, right? No one likes a rat. That's right. You dirty rat. All you right. dirty rat, yeah. Stool pigeon. Stool pigeon, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's go back. All, the, all sorts of animals. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Pigeons you know and rats. I guess they right? You know, it was used in prison. But there used to actually be these pigeons. And they used to take them. them. They'd nail them to a stool. And oh, the, the cries of the pain would attract other pigeons to it. And they would kill all the other pigeons to eat. Hence the expression stool pigeon. 
Holy shit, that's fun. The cries of that bird attracted everyone else in. And it, it was, then became a, a jailhouse sort of uh, expression for his squealing would get everyone else you know, Oh, hurt. yeah. I'll have to try that next time I'm there. Yeah, nail someone's foot to a stool and see if it attracts <laughs> anyone else, okay? I'll see what happens. I'll th- see I'll what happens. See, oh, yeah, yeah, you want to be a stool pigeon? I'll make you one. Hey, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, Joel, it's been a pleasure. I don't yeah. know if you've got anything else you want to put out there for the universe to know about. Um, well, these maybe social live streams so you can see them, right? Yeah, that's you right. You go to uh, we got a YouTube site, the discarded free man. You want to go watch it? Go watch it, okay? Turn it on, put it on a big screen, crank it full through a stereo, and as yeah. much you, you know, drink some beer, smoke some pot as much as you can. Have yourself a concert experience. Invite <laughs> some friends over, jump around. You know, I don't know. That's right. Do it. I think I feel like that's going to be a thing in a well in the near future before we're done with all this is like maybe you get together with the friends that you can have in your place and you yeah. just like watch a live band and hang yeah. out fucking like act like you're at a show it could yeah. be fun it could be as well it's what we got until we can't have fun that way right that's right all right and yeah just if you want, you can uh, head over to Bandcamp. We got stuff there. We got stuff, other stuff. Check us out. Like you say, you hadn't really heard of this band from Canada. You could uh, check out this band from Canada and maybe discover your new punk rock classics that you want to listen to. Yeah, I've listened to a little bit of it. I'm going to listen to a lot more, and I'm really looking forward to that new thing you guys are doing. It sounds amazing. All right. That was good so, chat with you. Yeah, you too, buddy. Uh, we'll speak to you again soon. And yeah, uh, yeah looking forward to your new tunes all right take care all right and that's it for the intruder green podcast you can hit me up on twitter facebook and instagram all at intruder green the intruder green calling line is plus one six oh eight five three five nine six oh eight patreon.com slash intruder green if you want to become a producer of the podcast the intruder green podcast is produced by colin bennett hair and makeup by genevieve smith set design by dylan rayma catering by matthew hendershot Lighting Sweet Lights, Rahway, New Jersey. Our theme song is Particles by Type Bro. Erin Gobra.